The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money Podcast for week two, and it is presented by betonline.ag. Your online sportsbook experts just use the glorious promo code podcast one to get a 50% sign up bonus today. Steve, we are in the black. His name is Steve Fezzik. You can and should follow him on Twitter at Fezzik Sports. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman at Ross Tucker NFL. I think you know that Steve is the only two-time winner of the Super Bowl of professional football gambling the Super Contest at the Westgate Casino. He is a great guy to follow to keep your money. Speaking of keeping things, Steve, I'm trying to keep my hair, and I highly recommend Keeps if any of you are trying to keep your hair. And my number one piece of advice, I guess two pieces of advice. Number one, when in doubt, start taking the medicine. It does a lot better job of keeping the hair you have then bringing it back. It can keep what you have. I don't think I've lost any since I started taking the topical I put on in the morning and at night and the pill I take in the morning. Like I'm on TV and stuff. I need to kind of keep my hair, at least try. You go to keeps.com slash even money to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash even money. K-E-E-P-S dot com slash even money. I will be a keeps customer for the rest of my life, I would imagine, unless they come up with something crazy in like 10, 20 years from now that I can't even venture to a guess. I will absolutely be doing that. Without further review or without further ado, I should say, Steve, it's time to review what was a pretty nice week one, although it could have been better. Steve, as mentioned, it was a heck of a week for us. Overall, you were up eight units. I was up four units. I now despise the Seattle Seahawks organization because they prevented me from being up 12 units. If it weren't for the Seahawks on our teaser, Steve, we would both be up 
double-digit units. In fact, we would both be up 12 units to start the 2019 season. The Seahawks, and in particular that safety, at the end of the first half on the long touchdown pass to John Ross, screwed us, Steve. I'm not over it, but at least we're both in the black to start the NFL season. And the irony is, Ross, that you said Seattle's not going to lose to Cincinnati, and they didn't. But um, somehow they only won by one point. Brutal. Absolutely brutal. Um, Gosh, that stunk. I'm still mad about that. Uh, We were three out of four of our best bets. That was the only one that we missed on. And I mentioned I was up four units. You were up eight. Eight big ones, Steve, to start the year. Let's go through it. People always like to check our grading. You can always go back and listen to last week's podcast. We also go over it here on this week's show because we want to see what we got right, what we got wrong, what we can learn from Green Bay against the Chicago Bears. We both put two units on the Packers getting three points. They won the game outright 10-3, to so that was a good start for us individually and for the best bets. Our next bet was the Ravens and the Dolphins. You put a unit on the Ravens, laying the seven points. I had a unit on the Ravens and a unit on the over. Thank you, Lamar Jackson. Wow. Two units for me, one unit for you. Uh, My first loss of the weekend, I had some faith in the Atlanta Falcons. You know how I like to roll, Steve. If it's a team I think has a decent chance to win outright, and they're getting points. That's usually the way I go. I put two units on the Falcons getting four points. They were awful. They got destroyed by the Vikings, so I lost two units there. Used the same philosophy, though, for that Bills-Jets game. Was not looking good. Bills were down 16 nothing, And the Bills come back to win 17-16. They were getting three points. So I won two units there. I'm curious, Steve, with the Redskins blowing their lead and the Jets blowing their lead and the Lions blowing their lead, have you ever seen anything like that? And what what are, do you do in-game li- live betting during the game? What were the odds at that point to take the underdogs in those games? I can tell you I don't have the money lines in front of me, but for most of the second half, the Lions were laying like right around 10, 12 points. And I got to tell you, Ross, if you were watching that game, you would have said Arizona has no chance of coming back. That was the most bizarre game in that Arizona had been completely outplayed for three quarters. Contrast that with the Bills-Jets game where C.J. Mosley, the middle linebacker for the Jets, went out, and it certainly had the look of, well, wouldn't surprise us if the Bills came back and made that a game as they did. Moving on in the the, uh, Philadelphia game, that's where we had the two-unit teaser for you, Steve. I turned it into a four-unit teaser. You teased them both down from nine-and-a-half to two-and-a-half. Talk to me, Steve, since I'm still learning. How, how do you – tell me about the, the teasing it down and how many points and how you get it to match. Like, what is your flexibility there? Yeah, so basically you want to capture the really likely numbers, the most important numbers, the three, the seven, and the six and the four in the NFL. So 
the really good teasers are only the ones that you go through that corridor of three through seven. So you're basically teasing a favorite of less than 10 down to minus two and a half or less. Or you can tease an underdog of around plus two up to plus eight. And this is all documented in several books, including Stanford Wong's book on sports betting. So if you want to learn more about advantage teasers, some people call them Wong teasers, although I might add, I taught Stanford Wong how to do this, but somehow they're Wong teasers and not Fezzik teasers. You can go to Stanford Wong's book, and he covers the topic. Wow, that's interesting. He wrote a book about what you taught him how to do? Well, he wrote a book on, and I'm sorry, I'm, the, the title of it um, escapes me, but just in, term, in terms of sports betting and how to get the edge on various things, here it is. It's called Sharp Sports Betting by Stanford Wong, and teasers are one of the chapters that is in the book. Wow. Interesting. All right. Let's keep it rolling. Um, man, it's unbelievable how how frustrating I am by that teaser. Gosh darn Seahawks. All right. Keep it moving. Uh, you put two units on the Carolina Panthers getting the three points. They came back to push for you. I just leaned Carolina. So that was a push. Then I put one unit on the Colts getting six and a half points. That was not looking good for me for a while there. Then they made the comeback. They went to overtime, and I forgot a sec for a second that they wouldn't have to kick the extra point. So I thought I might be in trouble there, Steve. I like that. I mean, I I probably I know it doesn't show up very often, but that's like a I mean that's a real thing that 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 point like six and a half does that become a a key number in that sense. Yeah, so six is, is much more important with the new overtime rules where teams used to just um, go ahead and kick the field goal when it won the game, and now on the first possession you need, you need the touchdown to win. So the incidence of six, certainly we would expect to go up just for that very um, uh, end game that played out in the Charger game. So I got one unit there. Then we went to Giants-Cowboys. You put a two-unit on a teaser with the Cowboys teasing down to minus one and the Arizona Cardinals up to plus eight and a half, two units on that, that hit for you. I put one unit on Arizona. That was looking awful. And then even in overtime, I was nervous uh, because they were only getting two and a half points. But that won a unit for me, two for you. Steelers and the Patriots, we both took the under Steve, you put three units on it. I put two units on it. Man, lucky for you, I feel like, that the Steelers' offense was that pathetic because the Patriots' offense was on fire. So, so I got to I, I gotta go ahead and laugh at this. Yes, it was fortunate that the Steelers were ineffective, but what was the final score, Russ? Was it 30-3? to 33-3, so you won by 14 points. There you go. So if I win, if I win an under by... Um, by two touchdowns, and it was, I think, 20 to nothing after the first half. Um, yeah, um, I, was, I was fortunate that the Steelers were completely inept, but they could have gotten 10 more points. What is Tomlin doing kicking the field goal on fourth and one? Here's a guy who likes to go for two randomly, not that it's necessarily wrong or right, after touchdowns early in games, but he doesn't realize that um, – Put yourself in the Patriots' position. You're up 20 to nothing. What do you want Pittsburgh to do? Of course, kick the field goal. Great. Game's over. We win. 
And it's not just Tomlin. It's an indictment of the entire Pittsburgh coaching staff that no one will tell the guy in charge that he has no idea what he's doing. Let's get to the final game. I already mentioned the Seahawks Bengals. I'll never get over that as long as I live. Tell you what, Steve, I definitely remember the crutch, the, the, the killer losses, the bad beats more than the, more than the crazy wins. Definitely. Um, I know that's not rational. You took the Texans against the Saints getting the two units. And, man, they should have won the game outright, but they won. So, again, for the week, Steve, you were up eight units. I was up four units. Good start for the dudes here on the Even Money Podcast. If you like what you're hearing and you like to bet on stuff or even just do fantasy, how about Yahoo? They've officially released their daily fantasy football contest $1 million contest, no management fee, 100000 to first place, meaning more money goes back to you, the players. 10 entry max, you're also a 100000 guaranteed contest, lots of prizes out there. If you're just getting started with daily fantasy football, join the free-to-enter Yahoo Cup and play all season long. $150,000 in weekly and season-long prizes. And if you get a perfect lineup, you win a cool mill. Get started now at yahoo.com slash daily fantasy. That's yahoo.com slash daily fantasy. On to the next, on to week two. Let's roll, Brian. Well, let's start with the Thursday night game and all these lines, of course, courtesy of our good friends at betonline.ag. Let's start off uh, Tampa Bay at Carolina. The Panthers, six and a half point favorites with a total of 49 and a half. Yeah, I should mention when you mentioned betonline.ag that the promo code is podcast1, and I'm doing this pigskin pick em thing where I have to pick five winners each week. When I win, not if, when I win, I get $500 to put in your different accounts. So I don't know. I might be able to put all $500 in one account or $100 in five different accounts. Make sure you have an account, though, so I can do it. You're not eligible if you don't actually have an account. BetOnline.ag, promo code PODCAST1. This is a tough one for me, Steve. Tampa Bay getting six and a half points. I don't know if I expect Jameis to turn it over the way he did again, but that's been his track record. I'm going to pass this game. I would lean Tampa Bay getting those six and a half points. I'm going to pass as well. Last year, 49ers only had two interceptions the entire year, and Jameis Winston handed them three in one game. Does that mean the uh, 49ers defense, their secondary suddenly better? No, I think it's more um, significant that Jameis is not to be trusted, even with the quarterback whisperer as a head coach. And Arians, I will pass. On to Sunday, Steve. The Indianapolis Colts at the Tennessee Titans. Titans favored by three with a total of 44.5. Very interesting because the Colts own the Titans in past history. Last year, the Colts blew out the Titans twice. But both those games, Blaine Gabbard played significant playing time with Mariota injured. And so it's a pretty big revenge game for the Titans. I'm going to lean Tennessee minus three, where I just don't know yet. Brissett looked pretty good, but 
But frankly, the running game for Indianapolis was what kept them in the game against the Chargers, and that Indy defense got gassed by the Chargers on the ground despite a bad O-line for the Chargers. I'll lean Tennessee. Yeah, I'm going to lean the other way. I'll lean Indianapolis, but they had to go to the the West Coast. Now they got to go to Tennessee. Titans looked very good. Now part of that was Baker Mayfield throwing the picks. But the Titans look too good for me to, to think I can take the Colts with just three points. I am passing that one as well, but I'm going to lean the other way, Steve. Curious, Steve, what you're going to think about this one, although, Ross, you can go first on it. A West Coast team in the L.A. Chargers, two-and-a-half-point favorites, going east for an early window game at Detroit, the total 48. Wasn't all that impressed by the Chargers in their win over the Colts uh, other than maybe Austin Eckler, but I also wasn't impressed with how the Lions finished that game. I don't typically like to lay points, especially on the road. This is a very, very difficult for one for me. The line of 48 points, that seems high to me. So I'm putting one unit on the Chargers and one unit, Chargers laying two and a half. I think they win the game by at least a field goal, and one unit on the under 48. That number surprises me. The Detroit Lions completely ran out of gas in the fourth quarter, and a lot of that was the fast pace that Arizona plays at. And 0-1-1 at home with the early start time, a lot of uh, factors favored Detroit here, especially with the Chargers off the emotional overtime victory. I'm going to tease Yes, we're going back to the teasers, Ross. We're going to tease Detroit from 2.5 up to 8.5 through that 3-7 to seven point spread corridor that we discussed. I know I need something to tease it with, so I'll tease it with the, uh, the Houston Texans um, in their game. I will do a two-team teaser, six points for two units. Steve, the next game is Buffalo Bills. They are laying two points at the New York Giants, and the total is 43.5. Yeah, so the Bills... A great comeback. You know, the Bills were minus three in turnovers against the Jets and still won. Teams that are minus three in turnovers lose 90% of the time straight up and against the spread. So that's a, a very positive thing about Buffalo. Um, however, I think a big part of that was the Jets' linebacker injuries that enabled Buffalo to come back. A little hidden edge for Buffalo in this game is that Buffalo gets to play back-to-back road games. That's a negative but get, they get to play in the same stadium. So if ever there's a team that um, this will be an easy travel for, it's Buffalo. I'm going to pass the game, though. I'll pass as well. Uh, you know, one theme for me is that there's going to be more 1-1 one one teams, and there are 2-0, and 0-2 oh, oh teams. I especially am leery of betting against home teams that lost in week one like the Giants. I think the Bills are a better team. I thought the Giants were pretty bad in Dallas. I would lean Buffalo, but I don't feel good enough about it to put any units on it. 13.5 points, usually the biggest uh, point differential, but not this week. But for this game, it is. Baltimore, Ravens, laying that 13.5 at home against the Arizona Cardinals. Ross, 46.5 points. So I think the Ravens win. I think the Ravens probably cover this spread. That's too much for me in an NFL game. I think that's a little bit of an overreaction to how well Lamar Jackson played and how they looked against the Miami Dolphins. 
I'm not laying 13.5 points. Sorry. If anything, I would lean Arizona. Yeah, I'll lean Arizona as well. Baltimore has some cluster injuries at cornerback. Jimmy Smith hurt. And Arizona plays four wide receiver sets, so that could be an advantage for Arizona. Lean Arizona. So what line could be bigger than 13.5 points? 19 that the New England Patriots are laying at the Miami Dolphins, the total 47.5, Steve. Yeah, so the handicap is really what is Miami's effort level going to be. If they bring it, the power ratings say this game should only be around 16. So you're getting solid value. You know, Miami's done very well against New England at home. They've done well early in the year. So I don't know what Miami's effort level is. I, I Hard for me to believe that an NFL team would be tanking or mailing it in week two. But um, based upon what I saw against Baltimore – I cannot back Miami. I have to pass. Yeah, you know what? I mean, I'm, I'm not laying 19 points with the Patriots, especially with everything going on. But I'm not taking the Dolphins either. I, I would lean Miami. If I had to take one, I, I would go Miami. But they just lost by a bazillion points. So I can't, I can't take them until I have a little bit bigger of a sample size. Unfortunately, I have to pass that one again. Ross, the Dallas Cowboys... Uh... Uh, laying five points, one of your former teams, against your other former team, the Washington Redskins. 46.5 the total. Redskins played better than I thought they would down in Philadelphia. They've got some young players like Terry McLaurin, who I thought did a pretty good job. Uh, Case Keenum played well. They still, as far as I know, don't have Jordan Reed. Still, as far as I know, don't have Trent Williams as we record this 11.50 a.m. Eastern time on Wednesday. I don't like to do this for all the reasons I mentioned, but I'm going to put two units on the Cowboys laying the five points. I just think that this team is geared up. They're ready. I don't think that they'll be surprised by the Redskins like maybe the Eagles were. I think they know now what the Redskins want to do with Case Keenum, with McLaurin, you know, with Jordan Reed and Trent Williams out. I think the Cowboys win. I think the Cowboys win by a touchdown or more two units on the Cowboys laying five, which is breaking every rule I have and talked about earlier in the show. Yeah. And my lean is always to look towards the Owen one straight up team against the one and O team. And because of that, I'm going to lean to Washington, but what Dallas did was certainly incredibly impressive against the giants. Um, but I don't want to overreact to, one week of data. It's only 6% of the season. I'm going to lean Washington. Steve, the Jacksonville Jags are at the Houston Texans, where Houston is laying 8.5, and, and our total in this one is 43.5. Yeah, so Gardner Minshew takes over for Foles and a Jacksonville team that seemingly never has a quarterback. I have that as a 4.5-point downgrade for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And despite the fact Minshew played very well, I actually would have had it as a bigger downgrade um, prior to last week. Houston is the second leg of my teaser that I played earlier with uh, the Detroit Lions, so I'm going to tease Houston down from 8.5 to 2.5 to complete my teaser for two units. I think uh, I think that was a, a rough, rough loss for the Texans Monday night. I think there will be some residual effect of that. I actually think that Gardner Minshew is going to play pretty darn well for the Jaguars. I like the Jaguars getting the eight and a half points. I don't think they'll win the game. I, I do think it'll be a close game. 
the Texans have some fundamental flaws, I think, along the offensive line and even in the secondary. And I just think it took a lot out of him Monday night. And Deshaun Watson seems like he's beat up to me. He could not have played any better than he did. He played awesome, and they still lost. Give me the Jags, two units, getting eight and a half points. Ross, the Pittsburgh Steelers laying four points at home against the Seattle Seahawks with a total of 46 and a half. So I, I think the Steelers have to play much better than they did last week. I, I don't know how they can't. They were awful Sunday night, and I was really not impressed by Seattle at home against the Bengals. Uh, this feels like a trap. I feel like the Steelers will play much better. I'm going to pass the game, but I have a heavy lean to Seattle getting those points. And I'm going to lean to Pittsburgh here. It's the classic uh, team looks terrible, and it's still early in the season. Let's face it, all the money was on Pittsburgh before the season started. A whole lot of optimism. Seattle is a terrible road team early in the year. In fact, I've got Seattle being 1-12-1 against the spread on road openers, and Seattle somehow got their win against Cincinnati, so they don't need the game, and Pittsburgh does. So I've got a great, much greater need for Pittsburgh, an early start time for Pittsburgh, and a bad situation for Seattle. I will have a strong lean. You know what? Let me go ahead and put a unit on Pittsburgh minus the four. Steve, the Cincinnati Bengals laying one and a half points at home against the 49ers. Total here is 45. So there's some trends out there that the 49ers are horrendous in the Eastern time zone and team that we want to look to play against. I think it's irrelevant, though, because the 49ers are in Youngstown, Ohio right now practicing, and I like that move of team unity and I wanted to ask you, Ross, have you ever been in that situation where you spent a week in a foreign locale during the year practicing, getting ready for a game? No, never did. Ne- we never did that. Yeah, So you, and usually it's the West Coast teams that are traveling east that, that do that. And you know, because of that, I, w- I would be leaning to the 49ers. But like I said, their win against Tampa, Jimmy G did not look good. It was more about Winston throwing away the game. And the Bengals outgained Seattle by 200 yards. So because of that, a lot of talk, and I'll pass. Yeah, I, I, I would definitely lean San Francisco here. Uh, but the Bengals, I mean, on the road in Seattle, to only lose by one point. I, I mean, I think maybe they're better than I thought they were. I don't know if the Niners win that game in Tampa if it weren't for Jameis going crazy with the turnovers and the pick six to Sherman. So I guess I'd lean San Francisco, but I am going to pass the game But I am going to bet on BetQL, Steve. You need to check it out, listeners, if you haven't already. Download the BetQL app. It's the only app you'll need to make smart bets this season. They also have an awesome Twitter handle, at BetQL app, that tells you about best bets, tells you about line moves, tells you about everything that's going on. It's really, really cool. They even know, like, a couple weeks ago, somebody put $30,000, $35,000 on South Florida against Wisconsin. It's kind of interesting to see some of the big bets that are made. Highly encourage you to get the BetQL app on your phone. They even have an algorithm that gives you best bets last night. In fact, they were two for two on their two five-star best bets. And if you live in Jersey or Pennsylvania, you can claim exclusive offers from sports books and use BetQL's data to make the right bets. 
Just go to the App Store, Google Play, whatever. Just download the BetQL app. Ross, the Minnesota Vikings at the Green Bay Packers. And Green Bay favored by three here, 44 and a half total. Right. I expect Green Bay's offense to be a little bit better. Minnesota looked pretty darn good. Only had to throw the ball 10 times. I know it's an away game, but weather shouldn't be a factor. This is one where I think the game could go either way. And because I think it could go either way, I'm taking the Vikings with the three points, two units. I'm going to go under the 44 and a half and all about new OC Stefanski. So four games that the Vikings have played with him. They're three and one to the under. You mentioned it, Ross Cousins only threw the ball 10 times. Minnesota pounds the rock. That's their philosophy now. And because of that, the clock will be ticking on long ball control drives. And Green Bay's O did not look good to open up the season under for two units. Steve, the Kansas City Chiefs are laying eight points at the Oakland Raiders, 53 the total. Yeah, how about those Oakland Raiders? Um, new additions, um, no A.B., no problem. Williams looks good. Uh, their number one wide receiver, that tight end Waller looks good. Their rookie Jacobs looks good. It's just one game, and maybe a lot of that's on Denver. But given that Tyreek Hill is out, and he's my number one rated wide receiver, Hill I think out till midseason, um, I'm going to go ahead and like Oakland here. I hate betting on Oakland. They're a team that's cost me probably more money than any NFL team. Just one unit on the Oakland Raiders. Yeah, I'm going to take the Raiders. Um, and I'm, I'm going to write about it. Why? In addition, over at betql.com. But I, I like the Raiders. I mean, their offensive line played really well. Their Derek Carr played really well. You mentioned Waller and Tyrell Williams. It's a home game. And it's one thing to lose a guy like Tyree Kill uh, during the game because the defense can't really game plan for it at that point. Now they totally can, which means it's double team time for Sammy Watkins. He, I don't think, is good enough to beat double coverage. So then it's going to have to be Nicole Hardman, the rookie. I don't like that Jonathan Abram is out for the Raiders, but I'll take the eight points, two units on the Raiders. Next up, Ross, it's the New Orleans Saints at the L.A. Rams, a rematch of the NFC Championship game. Rams favored by three, total here again, 53. So you know my deal, three in a row. If I think there's a good chance a team wins outright and they're getting points, that's who I'm rolling with. Give me the Saints, two units, getting the three points. There were some concerns Monday night. Uh, defensively, certainly. But I don't know. I didn't think the Rams looked that great against Carolina. I know they scored 30 points. And I know they won the game on the road. But I don't know. I still I still have some concerns about the Rams. How about giving up 27 points to the Panthers? I don't know about that. Give me two units on the Saints going out to the West Coast. I think they have a chance to win that game. Yeah, enormous revenge game, obviously, for the Saints who were cheated. I mean, defeated by the Rams in the NFC title game. Um, short week, work week, though, for the Saints off of the Monday night game. Don't like that. And now having to travel across the country. I'm going to go ahead and pass the game. Steve, the Chicago Bears, two-and-a-half-point favorites at the Denver Broncos with a total of 40-and-a-half points. Yeah, there's a lot of reasons, I think, to like Denver in this game. Well, obviously, there's the concerns that Denver looked god-awful on Monday night against Oakland, but you've got the head coach, Denver Fangio, with Chicago's defensive coordinator, so he knows Chicago well. 
And Denver has been great early in the year at home. How great? If you blindly bet them to win in weeks one or two in the altitude of Denver, that is where that altitude edge has been the greatest because think about it, teams are not in football shape yet in the year and they run into altitude and they run into trouble. Denver, 22-1 and one straight up in weeks one and two in the NFL. Um, Chicago does have 10 days to prepare and Denver only six, so maybe that mitigates some of that altitude advantage. I'm going to do a two-team teaser because I don't like betting plus two and a half because so often a team can lose by three and you lose by the half point. So I'm going to do a two-team teaser, two units. We're going to go ahead and take the Denver Broncos, and I'm going to take um, the very next game. I'm going to take the Atlanta Falcons as well in my teaser. And how? what are you teasing them to? Um, Atlanta should be plus one and a half up to plus seven and a half. Atlanta's plus seven and a half, and Denver's what? Plus eight and a half. Got it. Uh, I'm going to do that teaser as well because I was going to go Denver and I was going to go Atlanta, and you just got me however many points. It still seems to me, Steve, and I know you got to win both, but it still seems to me like I was already going to bet each one of those games stand alone, and I know, okay, they both have to happen, but to be able to just get that many points like that, it still seems to me like we're getting an advantage there. Although, what am I saying? We lost. I lost four units last week. <laughs> That's why it's called teasers. Um, and the bottom line is, if you've got two close games for in both of these uh, situations, you're going to win your teaser. So if, if if you're correct on your handicap and they're both close games, you're you've got a virtually a sure winner on your teaser. So if your handicap is correct, you're going to win. Whereas if they're both close games, easily one of these two teams could find a way to lose by a field goal. Okay, so Denver's now getting how many points? Nine and a half? De- We're going to tease Denver up from plus two and a half. We get six extra points, so we get them up to plus eight and a half. And the Falcons are plus seven and a half? Yes. All right, so six points for both of them. Uh, I'll just go two units. My my Seahawks experience is is holding me back, but... Two units, but I, I, I really like that bet. So that's the best bet, Bri. The best bet. So we've already talked about Sunday night football, which is the Eagles at the Falcons. We'll skip that, and we'll go to Monday night football now. Cleveland Browns laying two and a half points at the New York Jets, 45 and a half the total. And the point I would make about the Falcons game is they played really – both the Broncos and the Falcons played really bad on the road week one. I expect them to play a lot better at home than we do, both those teams. Uh, Jets and Browns. I don't love that it's only two and a half points. I think that this is a toss-up game. Jets are the home team. One unit on the Jets. Their kicking situation continues to concern me. But one unit on the Jets getting the two and a half points. Like I always say, I think it's probably this game could go either way. They're getting two and a half points. I wish it was three or three and a half, but I'll take it. I'll lean to the Jets here. Um, Ross, you got an update on C.J. Mosley? Is he, um, have we, we quantified his injury situation? I don't, actually. I'm glad you said that. I, I don't know how long. I, I, I think he's back, but I'm not sure. And so what's happening with the Jets is I believe Williamson is a, a good linebacker that's out, and they've got another linebacker that's kind of like a backup, but he's suspended so now we've got cluster injuries for the Jets, which is a concern. But I think what trumps that is that Greg Williams is the former Cleveland defensive coordinator, 
remember he wanted to be possibly the head coach and he, I think he was the interim head coach for a little while. I might be wrong there. Uh, but now he's the Jets defensive coordinator. So he should know the Browns very well. And I think that that's a hidden edge for the Jets. I'll lean to the Jets. Good stuff as always, Steve. Let's keep this freight train rolling. By the way, speaking of rolling, I hope you guys aren't rolling in the nether regions without ever making sure that you're covered down there by trimming. It's called manscaping. Hopefully you guys are familiar. Hopefully you do it. It's a real thing. It's an important thing. Your significant other might not say anything about it, but trust me, it matters. They have all kinds of tools specifically designed for manscaping. I had a couple of incidents I'm not real proud of before I found out about these tools. Now I use the lawnmower 2.0 with the skin safe technology. I use the crop preserver for the anti-chafing. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code money at manscaped.com. Plus that's how to get the free Madden this week, Steve. Whether you use the code, I don't care what code you use, use one of the Manscaped codes or use one of the keeps codes and you and you'll get uh, entered into the contest to get the free Madden this week as long as you forward it to me ross at rosstucker.com so get 20% off and free shipping with the code money at manscaped.com that's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code money that is so money bry the code money is money Other than that, I'm already fired up. Let's keep this rolling, man. I want to have a great year for you guys. Got some awesome tweets from you over the weekend at Ross Tucker NFL. Man, if that four-team teaser had had hit. Gosh, would have been up huge. The freaking Seahawks. I hate them. I don't hate them. Anyway, I'm just angry. They can make up for it by winning every time I bet on or against them for the rest of the year. Make sure you check out today's, by the way, Ross Tucker football podcast with Andrew Brandt for the latest and all the Antonio Brown stuff as well. Other than that, I think we're done here. Good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money from my picks. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.